Welcome to Living Radiant. I'm your host, Kelsey Fagan, and I am so excited to be back with y'all this week. I did not miss a week. We are staying consistent. We are on our consistent game. That is what we're doing in November of 2023 and going forward, no matter what. Um, but yeah, I hope y'all have had a wonderful, wonderful week. I have had just a busy week. So I have now been back... Um, not back, but newly in my new apartment with me and my pup uh, for a full week now, just over a week. Saturday was our one week mark. So about a week and a half when you're listening to this and we're loving it. I love the location. Um, And I did do what I said I was going to do. And I'm trying out some of the workout studios, um, workout studios, that's a weird way to say that, I guess, fitness studios that are like walking distance of here. Um, I did core power yoga for the first time today and did their C2 class. It's a hot yoga class, like an advanced hot yoga class. Um, and I did really enjoy it. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a good enough workout to like replace Legree for me. But I'm excited to try their yoga sculpt class. I'm trying that in the morning. So I will report back. But apparently that one's a little more strength based. And a lot of people are like, oh, it is like a killer workout. So I don't know, not to brag, but like once you do Legree, if you know, if you do Legree, if you know, you know, like nothing feels like a hard workout after that. But I'm trying, I'm trying. But it was really nice to do a yoga class and just feel like centered, like just to take time for myself. It's a little more meditative, a little more flexibility focused, balance focused. And so I really enjoyed that this morning. And as I talked about last week, I'd just been in a bit of a funk. So it was nice to sort of feel centered in the morning and have something to like immediately get up and go do and get on with my day. Um, I've started a new TikTok series that I'll actually be posting the first episode today when you're listening to this, but it's called The Making of Me. And it's just sort of getting back on track with myself. It's like daily vlogs. I'm not going to do them every single day, but probably about half the days where I just sort of film my day and the things that I'm doing throughout the day to just sort of feel more myself again and to just feel good again. So if that is something you're interested in, it will be over on my TikTok today, Kelsey Fagan 96. So excited about that. I'm just about to get started editing um, that and I'm going to try out some different different stuff. We'll see, but I'm excited. Um, and that's also fulfilling my thing of having a creative outlet. I really enjoy being creative, so loving that. Um, but besides that, oh, I'm ordering all of my furniture tomorrow. So what I decided to do for my living room because I had this internal struggle of like, okay, for my sofa, I wanted something super comfy. Like think like cloud couch vibes, you know, just like super comfy. But I also wanted something that I could sleep guests on from out of town because I knew I was going to have out of town visitors and really want to be able to invite people and have a comfortable place for them to come sleep. So then I was like, okay, I kind of want to get like a sleeper sofa. And then I couldn't really find any that like had the same comfy factor that I wanted for like day to day and that still looked nice. And so what I decided on that I am officially ordering tomorrow, I'm getting a trundle bed, like a day bed with a trundle. So it'll sleep like two people comfortably on like twin mattresses. And I'm making it look 
like a sofa. I'm going to be putting it on my TikTok um, once I have it all in, hopefully within the next couple weeks. But I'm very excited about it. If you search on either TikTok or Pinterest, like daybed as couch, um, it comes up and I'm, I'm pretty hype on it. I think it's going to be a great, like just super comfy, but also look nice and be super comfortable for guests to like come and stay the night on. So very excited about that. And to just have like living room furniture, feel more settled in. Um, so that's kind of what I've been up to this week. And then also, um, I might sound like a little out of breath. I'm like trying not to. This may also end up being a little bit of a shorter episode um, because I'm having some like weird health stuff going on right now. I'm trying not to freak myself out that much, but I started noticing like a lump on my neck um, about a month ago. And at first I thought it was just from like an upper respiratory tract infection and like a swollen lymph node, like fighting off an infection, but it hasn't gone away and it's gotten bigger. And now I'm getting other symptoms in the past, like several days. I feel like I've been getting other symptoms like pretty rapidly, Um, just like super fatigued, like lethargic, really cold all the time. Like feel like I can't get warm, super brain foggy, like just some weird stuff. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to the doctor on Thursday and hopefully they can help me figure that out. I personally think it's a thyroid thing, but um, we shall see. Uh, But yeah, so part of like the symptoms I've had like the past few days is like, it's been a little bit harder to swallow, breathe and talk. So, um, which is also why I think it's a thyroid thing. So it's like taking up space in my throat, I guess. But anyways, um, so that's kind of been my thing lately, which sucks because I was just talking about on here, how I really want to be intentional about like making sure I have social things going on and, Um, and I have, like I did a happy hour with a friend yesterday. I went on a date today. Um, tomorrow I'm watching Miss Universe prelims, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, and then I have plans on Thursday night and Saturday morning and afternoon and Sunday morning. So I'm, I'm staying decently busy, but it is rough when I'm feeling just like very lethargic and brain foggy. Like I've been struggling at work too the past few days because I feel like my brain is just not working properly. It's really weird. Um, if you ever had COVID and had brain fog from that, cause I did when I had COVID, it feels similar to that of like, you just feel dumb. Uh, that's kind of how I feel right now. So anyways, but that's that's pretty much all on the life update front for me. What I really am excited to talk about today that is so near and dear to my heart is pageants. I have shared many a time that I am a pageant girly. I started three years ago at Miss North Carolina USA and never looked back. And something I wanted to discuss because it's like, it's very timely. So Miss Universe is this week, actually Wednesday when this comes out, Miss Universe prelims are tonight. So exciting. And then Miss Universe finals are on Saturday. If you want to watch, it's 
7 p.m. Central Time on Telemundo and on the Roku channel, I believe, are like the two areas. But if you Google Miss Universe, it'll come up. Um, That'll be Saturday night finals. But very exciting stuff. And so I wanted to chat about kind of the controversy that surrounds pageants and my personal experience. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and dive in. So something I see a lot online is that pageants objectify women. And if we're judging based on physical appearance, are we taking a step back for women? How can someone be like a progressive feminist like myself and participate in pageants and support pageants and enjoy them and all of that? Like how can those be compatible? Are they compatible? What are, what are the thoughts here? And so I'm going to tell you my personal thoughts, my personal experience. So I'm going to start with explaining pre and post pageant me. So again, I started three years ago. I competed at Miss North Carolina USA. And then that was for the 2021 pageant year. And then 2022, I competed at Miss Florida USA. And 2023, I competed at Miss Florida USA as well. Um, And then 2024, my plan, as long as they accept me, is to compete at Miss Missouri USA. So very excited. Um, Been in it for a minute now. And if you have known me, if you are like one of the few people listening to this who has like been in my life for a while, um, if you knew pre-pageant me, you will probably understand this. So I used to really, really struggle with self-esteem and really any sort of confidence. Um, I had a lot of body image issues, was just generally an unhappy person, had a lot of mental health struggles, just a lot of not great things going on. I just didn't feel good about myself, honestly. Um, And was very noticeable, I think. And after I got into pageants, if you meet me now, none of those things are true about me. I think now I'm a very confident person for the most part. I think we all have our moments, right? But now like I do have a lot of confidence. I don't have as many body image issues. Again, I think that's something where we all have our moments, but generally like I'm happy with my body. I feel good in my body. I can feel good walking on a stage and speaking in front of people and I can walk into any room and feel good and confident there. And that is a direct correlation to pageants um, because the skills that I have learned through the pageant system and through my participation in pageants have facilitated that growth in me. And I think that is really the primary thing to know when you're thinking about are pageants actually good for women or not, for modern women or not, or are they outdated? Because that's something I hear all the time too. It's like pageants are outdated. And one thing I say to that is that self-growth, self-improvement, becoming a more confident, assured version of yourself, that will never 
ever be outdated. And pageants are not going to be the right thing for everyone, right? But for me, they have been so wonderful. And I think for a lot of women who compete in pageants and younger girls too, like it's not necessarily about taking home the title. It's about the growth that happens in the process. Because I, the first time I got on stage for a pageant, I remember it was like introductions at Miss North Carolina USA. I was standing on those risers waiting for my name and my title to be called to just like walk up and wave at introductions. And my knees were shaking. Oh my God. I was so scared. And like speaking in the interview room for the first time, like I just, it was hard. And through that experience and through my additional experiences, like I learned how to be confident in myself because you work on one, knowing who you are, Like you cannot walk into a pageant interview room and do it well. You cannot answer those questions well about what's going on in your community, what's going on in the world, what you would want to do with the title, why you want the title. You cannot answer those things if you are not confident in yourself and you feel good in yourself, you know who you are, and you're forced to think about all of that before you go into that room. Because you have to answer those questions. And if you don't answer them well, you're not, you're not going to place. You're not going to do, do well. So through the interview preparation process, I felt like I really discovered a lot about myself. And I solidified like, hey, why am I doing this? Like, what would I do with this title? If I have a platform to better my community, what do I actually want to do with that? And it made me pay attention to the issues around me more than I would have before because I knew I would have to speak on them if I was asked. And if you are a state level title holder, especially a national level title holder, especially in the USA system or in the Miss Universe system, you are going to be asked difficult questions all the time and you have to speak on them in a way that you feel aligned with. And so becoming confident enough in myself and my views and my vision for my life and my community and being able to speak on those things has been such an asset for every single piece of my life. Like job interviews, I'm not even going to lie. I kind of knock job interviews out of the park. Like I, I, I pretty much get offered like every job I've ever interviewed for because I now have such a developed skill of being able to convey myself how I want to. It's helped me a lot with the podcast, like being able to speak to you all here in like a conversational and confident way. um, That's because I've developed that skill through pageants and now it all kind of feeds into itself, right? They both help each other, but that is a huge perk of like prepping for that interview process for a pageant. Um, And then the aspect of like walking on stage in an evening gown in a swimsuit oh my god swimsuit will still be the most challenging for me um but I had to get to a place with myself where I had a body that I felt more proud of that I felt good in and does that mean it's the perfect body no I don't think there's such thing as a perfect body But the real challenge was not in obtaining a flawless body. The challenge is in pushing yourself to be the best version of you physically and mentally. So physically, you feel good in your skin. And mentally, I can say to myself when I'm on stage, 
I am confident in this. I am healthy. I am fit. I can do hard things. I can put on a bikini and walk on a stage and feel good about myself. So then when I go out in the world and put on whatever outfit I want and am around whoever I want to be around, they can't tell me shit. Like I am fine. I am doing me. I feel good in my skin. And something I've noticed too is when you feel good in your skin, it gives the people around you permission to feel good in theirs too. And I have had people say that back to me before. Like I'm not just making that up. Like I've had people say to me, like, I like being around you because you are so confident in yourself and what you wear and how you're presenting yourself that it makes me feel okay to do the same thing. And that is a really cool thing to hear. And if you are one of the people who has told me that, who's listening to this, I love you lots. Um, But yeah, so that's sort of the physical aspect of it. And so in those ways, I have seen myself grow so much. Also with being more involved in your community, when you are a title holder, you have to reach out to potential sponsors and um, potential events and organizations to volunteer with. And you have to know how to speak to them and present yourself, explain what you're doing, why you're here and why you would like to support them or why you'd like them to support you. And that is such a skill that will benefit someone in almost any career they could possibly choose is being able to kind of sell yourself in a way, you know? Um, And so I think that's a, a really beneficial piece of pageants too. And I will keep going down this list <laughs> in a minute, but um, I sort of want to pre- wanted to present that piece of it first. It's just explaining like the differences that I've seen in myself is really just overall being a much more confident version of myself. And I also learned from pageants, I can't believe I almost skipped over this part, how to dress how to style myself, how to do my hair, how to do my makeup. And are those more surface level things? Yeah, of course. But they have a big impact on how we can feel on the inside. Because when you feel like you look good and you're confident in how you're presenting yourself, it makes you feel more secure. And let me tell y'all, I did not... I. I did not know how to dress. I did not know how to style myself. I could not pick out a nice gown for the life of me. I didn't know how to do my hair. I didn't know how to do my makeup. None of that stuff. And now like I can walk through all of that like a pro on my own and I feel really good in it. It makes me feel very confident as a woman in any situation. I know I can look my best, which is going to help me to feel my best. And again, that might not be the right route for everyone. You might be someone who's like, I don't need to look like anything to feel good. And in that case, good for you. I applaud you, but I am not one of those people. (laughs) So it's helped me a lot in that realm as well. Um, But sort of getting back to the fundamental piece, because I wanted to explain first, like just how I've been personally impacted and now kind of going back to the piece of like a more overarching standpoint, right? So a big critique of pageants is that they can objectify women. And to that, I would say a lot of past pageants, I think absolutely. Like I think a lot of past pageants were literally just judged on beauty. Um, But I think something with that 
is it largely depends on the particular pageant system that you're competing in. So a lot of people don't realize there are many different systems in the pageant world. Like Miss USA is different from Miss America, is different from Miss Earth, is different from Miss Grand International. Like there are a lot of different systems and each system is going to have a different judging system, different judging criteria. And some of those systems are going to include physical aspects and some of them are not. So it largely depends on where you're competing. And then even within that, so like within the Miss USA system, there are different directorships. So think of the states as like different franchises, basically, and different production companies can operate those franchises. And when you have different directors, when they are briefing the judges, a lot of them are going to kind of brief the judges slightly differently based on what exactly they're looking for for their particular state to then compete at the USA level. And so it can even vary a little bit among state. And then when you get to the actual judges, well, first with that, I'll say that's really in like, if your pageant objectifies women or not is really in how the pageant system is run. And I think good pageant systems are run in a way that is not solely based off of, does this woman appeal to the male gaze, right? Like that's ideally shouldn't be a factor in there at all. It should be on the holistic presentation of the woman. What's her stage presence? How does she speak? Can she be a leader? Can she represent her community? Those things. Um, and I love the glam. I think the glam is fun. So I think that's fun when that's an element. Um, but going into the judging portion, and because I touched on the director's briefing judges, right? Because directors often will. They'll tell judges like, hey, I, I look for someone who is a leader in their community. That is my top priority. You know, they could say that. Or maybe you're going to have a director who's going to say, I want someone who puts on a performance in a swimsuit. Like it's someone who draws your eye. Like, so you just don't know exactly what each particular pageant director is going to really focus on for the judges. But when it comes to the judges themselves, this is where it can get interesting because I am of the opinion that judges can only be as progressive as the society around them. So a qualm I do have with a lot of pageants, and I think this is pretty prevalent in the Miss Universe system, which houses Miss USA, is a lot of fat phobia. Uh, you typically see girls of a particular size and that is it. And that is changing, but it's very, very slow. And I think in that regard, it's not necessarily the fault of the pageant. It is a fault of society because I think we're seeing the same exact thing in society that there is a lot of fat phobia and it is changing, but it's very slow. So I'm not surprised that we see that exact same thing reflected in pageants because the judges are just pulled from society. Like they're typically people in the entertainment industry, like in the USA universe system, it's typically people in the entertainment industry. They maybe work in fashion or makeup or media entertainment, like things in that realm. 
And a lot of pageant systems, they'll pull kind of community leaders or politicians here and there, things like that. And these people, even if they don't have it in their head of, oh, I'm looking for a girl who's clearly a size zero, they may have that subconsciously in there. Even if the director didn't tell them, oh, I pick a girl who looks like she's a zero, um, that could still be in the back of their head, you know? And so do I think that inclusivity is an issue in pageants and that pageants need to get more on board with inclusion of all body types, ages, races, ethnicities, disability status. Like, yes, absolutely. They need to get more on board with that. But so does the rest of society would kind of be my additional thought there. And I think pageants do generally lag a bit behind the rest, um, as does all of the entertainment industry, right? But that is what I'd say to that, is I think judges are a representation of what's going on in society. And as society continues to change, I think we'll see pageants continue to change. Um, But we shall see. And then sort of the thing too is like, okay, so how can a feminist compete in a pageant, right? Like you're very much playing into like the idea of a woman and blah, blah, blah. And my answer to that is just because you are playing into a lot of stereotypically feminine characteristics and embracing those, that doesn't mean you are not just as important as a man and you can't do the same things that a man would do. I don't think that cancels each other out just because you put on a pretty gown or a swimsuit and strut on stage. I think that can be really empowering. And I think that's actually the point of a lot of pageant systems is to empower that woman to feel good in her skin, feel good in herself, secure in herself. And I think that's what it's done for me. So that is my personal opinion on that. But I, I very much understand a lot of the critiques of pageants. And I think as someone who competes, that they're important to listen to those critiques. And as members of the pageant system, if any of you listening to this also are, which I'm sure some of you are, I think it's important that we take those critiques and we help to change the system from within to ensure that it is a system that is the system that promotes the things that we appreciate about it, the feelings of growing your confidence, becoming a better voice in your community, becoming a leader, being confident in your communication skills, being being confident, being able to walk into any room and feel good. I think that's what we need to continue to promote, continue to promote the inclusion and to all be voices from that from the inside And I think in that way, pageants are not outdated at all. They just are continuing to evolve. And I think they need to continue evolving. And as someone who competes, like I hope to be someone who, and I strive to be a voice who continues to push that toward a more inclusive place and toward a place of truly empowering women and not knocking women down. And through the system too, I have met some of the most incredible women ever like really just accomplished and driven and kind and smart and I think a lot of people give pageant girls a bad name and it's really not accurate at 
all when you actually get to know a lot of girls. So anyways, um, maybe this did end up being a full length episode. I actually feel kind of okay talking right now. It's like, it's more effort than normal, but it feels relatively fine. Um, hopefully it doesn't, doesn't sound too different for you, but Anyways, thank you for listening to that spiel. This is something I'm pretty passionate about. I, I've talked about it on my social media before because um, I do tend to run in just the more progressive circles and I have seen that critique before of, oh, is this outdated? Does it objectify women? And that is my personal viewpoint on it is that we just do need to continue progressing in the pageant world. And I've had a really great experience for the most part. And do I think there are things that can be improved? Absolutely. But I also think it's a reflection of society at large and the entertainment industry at large. So I'm hoping to be someone who helps to change change those things from the inside and who has gained a lot of really positive things from being involved in the uh, pageant world. So that is my two cents. I appreciate you listening to it. Um, I know this topic in particular isn't of a huge interest to everyone all the time, um, but I do think it is applicable in that it's important to analyze the different activities and things that you like to do and why do you actually like doing them? What is it that you're getting from them? How are you spending your time? Are you spending your time wisely and in a way that reflects your values? Or is it something that you maybe kind of need to reevaluate? Um, and to just, you know, have an open mind. Maybe you're someone who thought pageants were silly and maybe you still do. I don't know. But to just have an open mind to people who kind of are interested in different things in you. And um, yeah, so again, thanks for listening. And I feel like I need to stop talking because it is now I'm thinking about it and it's like making it more unpleasant. Um, Hopefully everything's fine. I'll keep all updated. But anyways, thank you so much for listening and I am excited to talk to y'all next week. And if you're interested in my daybed as a sofa situation, that'll be on my TikTok in the next few weeks. So hop on over there if that's something you are interested in checking out. But I will talk to y'all next Wednesday. Until next time, my radiant babes.